Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You guys just got out of the lunch hour. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate that. And everybody, good luck for you because today comedian Brian Regan is our special guest. Uh, it's good to have him in. Of course, the most recent headlines about Brian last few months about uh, Netflix. I mean, that was a big thing back when he got the Netflix deal for specials. But, uh, Brian, how you doing? Doing great. How are you guys? Oh, we're all right. Thank you. All right. Let's 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 start this off with um, some important stuff here. <laughs> I bought four tickets to this Carnegie Hall show. Mm-hmm. Four of them. Wow. It's my wife's. <laughs> it's my wife's birthday. Oh. You got to bring your A game. <laughs> I um, well, you know, you weren't gonna bring it, but now that you know, right. I was I was gonna bring my C game. <laughs> but uh, hey, I'm 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 honored you're coming to the show. So thank you. I am coming to the show, and I didn't even ask for freebies either, which is pretty cool. I'm actually kind of um, surprised at myself, to be uh, quite honest. <laughs> but I kind of felt like if I got free tickets for my wife's birthday, then I'm scummy. That's so funny. Wow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I heard, um, I, I, I opened, I, I did a show with Jerry Seinfeld, and a guy came up to him after the show and said, would you do me a favor and sign an autograph as a birthday gift for my girlfriend? Hmm. And he wrote on the autograph, this is one cheap-ass gift. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I actually had thought JP was going to ask you for a shout-out at the show no. to his wife. Happy birthday, Nicole. No. You know, like that. I mean, if that was... N-I-C-O-L-E, by exactly, the way. Exactly. That's the way you spell it. <laughs> Um, you know, if that was to happen, you know, I might get lucky. I'm just saying. Hey, hey. I'm just well, saying. You never know that. Little, little, little bro code, Brian. Little bro code. You got it, man. <laughs> so how you been? Congratulations, by the way. You might be the most root, rooted for comedian as we all just, everybody just seems to like Brian Regan and hope that you do well. And you're just been killing it for how long? Like forever now. Yeah, uh, for a long time, man. Many, many <laughs> moons. Yes, sir. And I don't know why I'm using moons as a time measurement when we have <laughs> clocks available. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing it a while. And, um, you know, it's always an honor when uh, other comics seem to like what I do and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, been doing it for a while. And it's difficult because you still, you're one of the very few that still work clean. Yeah, man, I, um, you know, there, there are comedians out there who work blue, dirty, whatever you want to call it, who I think are brilliant. Right. But, um, you know, I, I don't uh, I don't know what those words are. So <laughs> if you know any of them, send them to me and I will throw them into my show. <laughs> who, who is your favorite out there now that might work a little dirty that you really respect? Bill Burr. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that dude. You know what I relate to with him? Anger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That is a little an bit. angry dude, man. Yeah, he, he um, in fact, he, he and I did a charity show together, and we talked about that afterwards, and he said, you know what a lot of people don't realize about me, my show, is that <laughs> he said, there's a lot of anger with your stuff too, Brian. You know, you have this seething <laughs> um, unhappiness with how other people are in this world. So, uh, oh, did, we, we both have anger. He just uses foul language, and I, not, right. and I don't. Did he bring you up? Did he bring that up on comedians and cars getting coffee? Somebody told, yes. He yes. did, right? Yes, somebody he, said that he mentioned that on, 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 on that thing with him. Yeah, and I remember seeing it, and I'm like, you know, I never thought of anger with you. He's like, but look, if you really listen to Brian Regan... 
He's just as angry as I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an honor to be as angry as Bill Burr. Right? Yeah. <laughs> do you, like, uh, you know, at home, and not out obviously on the stage, but do you have, like, dirty jokes that pop in your head that maybe you've written in a notebook somewhere? Maybe you have a whole act you could do in a dark basement sometime that's completely filthy? Um, well, I don't know about uh, a whole act, but I certainly think of some dark, twisted things. <laughs> and, um, you know, people who know me say mm. if... Uh, if people only knew mm. how how, <laughs> how dark and weird I can be, um, you know, that they'd be surprised. But um, you know, I just as far as the comedy itself, you know, I just I, I have a certain agenda when I hit the stage. I right. like to just talk about certain things that don't go in certain directions. But off stage, you know, I can I can hang out with some people, and you know, I even like uh, like if I. If I stub my toe or something, you'll hear some stuff that doesn't come into my act. Right. When, Darn when, it. When yeah, you, like that. When you retire an hour's worth of material, like how long will you go on a run? Like if you come up with an hour yeah. and you've worked it out in the clubs and this is your hour, this is what you're happy with, how long will you do that hour for? Mm. Well, I'm usually always working on whatever the next hour is. Okay. Right, right now I have a... Um, a two special deal with Netflix. Right. So the first one we already I already taped and that's going to be coming out uh Thanksgiving week I N think on uh November 21st. Nunchucks and flamethrowers, right? Nunchucks great and flamethrowers. Awesome. Great title. That's Thank such a cool you. name. <laughs> well, I have to do another one in 2019, so I've got 2 years okay to turn it over. To get it right. Is that what you like will you write the hour, tour the hour for a year and then take time off? and put the next hour together, or are you writing when you're on the road and everything else? I'm, I'm, when I'm out on the road. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, that's the the best time for me is, like, before a show, um, just organizing stuff. I mean, that's not when I'm coming up with the stuff, but, like, mm -hmm. when I'm organizing and putting down bullet points, and uh, it's fun to hit the stage and uh, and do stuff that you've never done before. Yeah. You know, it's like running in virgin snow, you know? You're making new footprints, and uh, it's cool because you don't know if it's going to work or not. Right. You know? A lot of people might think the most exciting part is knowing you're going to get a laugh, but I think it's more fun to not know if you're going to get a laugh. So yeah. when you're organizing that stuff, do thoughts come in your head and you're like, you know what, I'm going to try that idea tonight and see if it works. Like yeah. add in a thought, something like that. Yeah, and that's that'll it. happen. And also while you're on stage, you know, you'll be in the middle of a bit and then right. some, something will pop in your head that you go, hey, man, you've been wanting to do this. There's no better place than after this joke, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so you're not beyond being spontaneous, which, you know. Yeah, so um, it's, of course. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're trying all different kinds of techniques as far as getting new stuff in there. I've always found, I always find it interesting how, because I would be, I mean, I know you're doing it a long time, so it's just like me walking into the air studio, just put the mic on and I'm ready to right. go, I'll do a show. But I always find it interesting that you guys, what it takes to put an hour together after just reading the way certain comedians do it, and then going out and working it in the clubs, and not really caring if it bombs in the club. Like, that takes giant balls. Giant balls well, to me. Um, you know, it, it's, the, it's the process, you know. And, um, and what's weird is every joke is at a different level of development, you know. I mean, like, mm. some jokes you've been doing for a couple of years and yet you have them down pretty well. And then others you've been doing for one year and they're like, close you know but you're still working on words and then you have right. stuff that's brand new that you're throwing out there uh, the audience doesn't know which is which that's right right you know what i mean and um 
what always bothers me is like if people tape in the audience, you know, they'll put up their iPhone. Oh, geez, yeah. You know, they'll record some bit. And like they might record a bit that you've done once mm. and put it out on YouTube. And I don't read comments anyway, but I used to and I learned my lesson. <laughs> but then people might like, like, well, that, that, you know, that bit wasn't very funny. And you feel like saying, I never said it was. Right. <laughs> it's not done yet. It's, I, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, I use the example of, you know, I put the brownies in the oven and then you walk in and pull them out 30 seconds after they've been in there and go, these are no good. <laughs> and go, you didn't wait for the oven to ding. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's nothing you can do to stop it either, no. is there? No, nah, we try. Not you know, if you put it on stage, right? We, 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 we try in terms of, you know. The clubs. Here's something that I, I've, I've joked around with my tour manager because we make an announcement before the show saying, please put your iPhones away and that sort of thing. But, you know, people are still going to do it. Sure. And I said, you know, it might be worth it to me to travel with a plant who sits in the front row and we'll have, it's his job to hold the iPhone up and videotape me and then we'll have a security guy come and then rip him up out of his seat, <laughs> you know, by the, by, by the scruff of his neck. Beat and the crap out of him. Just uh, exit. <laughs> and, um, you know, just to make the point, show after show. And he just travels with me. And that's all he does. He's a professional get thrown out of the audience guy. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. You know what I, I find, <laughs> too? And it drives me crazy because, and it happens a lot at, at you know, at, at concerts and stuff. Nobody's living in the moment. Right. They're all just trying to, hey, look where I am. But yeah. they're not paying attention to what, to the comedy you're putting out there. They're paying attention, like, is my Facebook live feed going on? Or mm -hmm. do I post this? Who do I tag? And, like, I just... Yeah, I get in trouble often, not in so much in trouble, but management doesn't like the infrequency of my social media use. <laughs> and I just sit there, I'm like, I don't, I'm a 45-year-old man. <laughs> I don't think that way. Right, right. I don't think, oh, that would be a good tweet, because I'm just, I don't know, <laughs> it just drives me crazy. I've seen, I've seen people, and I'm not making this up, on roller coasters, mm. like I take my kids to... Disneyland or Disney World, right. there are people on roller coasters holding up iPads, oh videotaping God. the roller coaster ride. So sick. Instead of just enjoying, enjoying the roller coaster, right. well, what are you going to enjoy it later? How could you possibly enjoy it any more than you are now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, then, and then you know watching it is never as good. Right. It's not even close to what it was like to be on it. So how did and it's the same way whether Paul McCartney's playing in front of you, you're on a roller coaster, or they're at your show at Carnegie Hall, for example. You, it's the same thing. As JP said, how are you not in the moment, just enjoying what's going on around you with other humans and laughing? Yeah, and uh, let our let memories are cool too. Yes, right? can't we just have things in our memory without having it recorded? You know. Yeah, I tell my wife that she's constantly taking pictures and taking videos. I'm like, will you just? I have it in my head. I know what they look like. It's a be it was a beautiful day. It's in my head. <laughs> I, I doubt you. I, I doubt you remember this, but you were on our show years ago. Oh, a long it's time. been a really long time. We knew you when. And <laughs> I actually got to bring you on stage over at Westbury. And, oh wow! And we, I was backstage, and I was in your dressing room before, and there was a bottle of peach schnapps. Uh huh. And that was your thing. <laughs> like you didn't go on stage. It was one shot of peach schnapps and I was like well that's kind of a snobby thing to put in a rider like, make them give you a whole bottle and you're For only going to do shot. one shot <laughs> I was uh, backstage and um, a guy came backstage who had to you know fulfill the rider and he said that um, 
uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but he said that guy required a like a four hundred dollar bottle of you know of some type of liquor. Right. And he goes, and then he held up and showed me my peach knobs. He goes. This is $4.99. $4.99. You got to step up your game, buddy. Yeah, right? You got to ask for more. Is that still a thing you do? Yeah. I I do it before every show. It's just more ceremonial than anything else. I mean, the alcohol content, you know, you need about 90 shots to get a buzz, you know? How did that happen? How did Mm. that become your thing? Because years ago, I used to um, like to have a beer or sometimes even a shot of tequila before a show. Mm-hmm. Um, Still just one? One before a show. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then you had your multi-show nights. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. And, uh, you know, like especially when I was living in New York, you'd bounce around from show to show, and it's like, you know, if you do five shows on a Saturday night, I've got five shots of tequila in me, and that last show wasn't, um, you know, I, 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 I didn't like it. It wasn't good. You know, like, I, I don't want to be off my game, so... Right. I just said, you know, I like the idea of doing a shot, but I don't want to get too messed up. So I decided to to change it to peach knobs. And <laughs> I, I always felt that that sounded like girly. Yeah, so, yeah it definitely it, does. That's because it is. <laughs> so I would tell the bartenders at these clubs, um, I, at the first night, I would say, listen, I, I, I say, give me a lightning bolt, you know? And they're like, what's a lightning bolt? And then I would have to whisper to them. I said, it's just a chilled peach knobs. But I'm going to be here all week, and when I say I want to shot a lightning bolt, that's what it means. So, so I can sound macho around these people around me. That's right. That's right. Hey, as as a uh, we're talking to comedian Brian Regan, as a uh, guy who's been around a while now, and people have uh, favorite things that you've talked about. Are you like, uh, you know, like the Rolling Stones, where someone wants you to play your original hits, and like, will people yell out, do you know, the yellow ones, the sun, and will they, will they request things, and will you do them? Or is that stuff really done and you won't do them again? Well, what I try to do is just do my regular show, which is, uh, you know, the the more recent stuff that I'm working on. Right. But um, it, it works out where, like, I'll go back out when that's done. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, if people want to shout stuff out, that's great. I'll try to get to it. Sometimes they don't shout anything out. Or sometimes they'll shout out, um, your hour was plenty. Why don't you leave? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come on. We don't believe that. Yeah. Um, so that could be like your own course. That, that's what they'll shout out. You know, but if they shout something out at that point, I'll do it. But if they shout something out during the hour, I won't do it because I don't want it to turn into a, mm-hmm. they're shooting in my, at my feet kind of thing. I'm supposed to dance for them. So. Right. If you reward it, then you got to do another one and another exactly. one. Exactly. I, I recently mm. watched, and I, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm not the biggest Seinfeld fan stand-up wise I don't know why I just it just doesn't connect mm-hmm. to me but I just watched his Netflix special Jerry before Seinfeld yeah did you see it I did I thought it was brilliant I enjoyed it a lot I thought it was brilliant <laughs> the way he did like, he basically took all his old material that got him to fame and told stories but was able to weave his material his old material into it just so he could say he'll never mm-hmm. touch it again Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought I thought it was well done, and um, you know, like you said, that the biography part of it was um, just as interesting as you know as the comedy. Well, you know? it's got to be even more so for for somebody who came up, to, you know, exactly. to do comedy. I thought it was, I really thought it was brilliant. Did you do I, that? Comedians in cars getting coffee yet? I I did one, and I just uh, did another one with them. Mm. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, it it isn't out yet, the second one, but um, yeah, that was we just did it like two weeks ago. 
How long does it take to, like, how long are you shooting one 17-minute little episode that he's got? Well, the first one, you know, I think it was about 12 minutes that they got it down to. Right. And uh, for me to have 12 minutes of humor, it took about five hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we don't believe that. It takes a long time, though, for TV, right? It More than people two think. Weeks, two weeks of shooting. Two and weeks. they finally, finally got 12 minutes of funny stuff out of me. Um, no, it's about a four- to five-hour day. You know, he picks mm. you up, you drive around. I was in the first batch that he did. You know, he did, I don't know how many he did, but so I was in that first group when none of them were on yet. So mm. I didn't really, you know, now when people do them, you can watch them and see what, what, it, what it is. But at the time, all I knew is he was going to pick me up and we are going to drive around right. and tape it. And it's experimental. Yeah, you don't know if it's going to be successful or even, I, even make television. I had no idea if, right. if his show was going to be successful, and I had no idea if I would be able to have <laughs> anything interesting to say. And um, But obviously the show has taken off, and um, sure. and now that show, for him, he, he is now going to have it on Netflix. Mm. So, anyway, um, yeah, it's about four to five hours, and it's weird, you know, you're just sitting there, you're chatting with them in a car, right? and sometimes you kind of forget Mm. Oh, this is being taped, you know? Right. Just, like, That's it's, great. It's in the moment of having a conversation, and then a van pulls up next to you and slides the door open, and there's like 19 people in a film crew. Filming <laughs> <laughs> you at a red light, and you're like, oh, oh, okay. Right. Forgot about that. Right. I better get on point. Hey. Sometimes you get too relaxed, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on with Brian Regan, and you're doing uh, Carnegie Hall November 11th, and there's a scattering of tickets left. There's not a whole hell of a lot of tickets left. Is you doing Carnegie Hall, one of those, I, like, is this a room that you've always wanted to play? Like, is this something that you strive for, or is it just another gig? Uh, sort of between the two. I know, yeah. I, I know I should be saying, oh, man, my whole career, all I wanted to do was play Carnegie Hall. Well, but yeah. I, I think that's more of a, a thing for musicians, you know? Okay. I mean, mm. that, that's like, a, for, for a comedian, I just like performing anywhere anywhere right. where people can get together and if there are some iconic places along the way you know like i did radio city uh, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago right. and um i was able to do red rocks amphitheater out that's here cool Denver. you know so to be able to do those along the way it, it, it's it's very fulfilling you know to go man what 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 did i do what did i do in my life that i'm doing this you know what i mean yeah, so cool. it, it's very rewarding and um, it's it's always a really cool experience, but as a comedian, it wasn't necessarily a quest. It's, right. just, it's just a nice byproduct. Then what's the thing for comedians? Like, is it going to the Friars Club and being accepted as one of the guys a thing? Like, what's a thing where you're like, yep, I've made it now, you know? Well, you know. I'm in the club. What's weird is when I started, the thing was the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Mm -hmm, right. That was the thing, and that's what everybody wants. Every comedian, every comedian, that was the goal. And, um... And now, it's much more fractured off. You know, I mean, there's mm. different things for different people. I mean, some people want to do podcasts. Some people want network sitcoms. Some people want to, you know, get in movies. Some people just like the stand-up for itself, you know. So there's all different kinds of goals. We don't all necessarily have the same goal anymore, which I, I guess is good in a way. But I also liked it old school when we were all striving for the same thing. Mm -hmm. well, you do a lot of Fallon, don't you? Uh, yeah, when the Letterman thing stopped, um, I kind of jumped over to the Fallon show, and um, I'll be doing, my, I don't know if it's my fourth or something. Um, Do they ask you to be exclusive? No. 
No. No, they're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, but I didn't know if... It, it seems like some comedians are on the show, some shows more than others, and I didn't know why. Well, there's some, you know, like the Letterman show, I, I did a, a bunch of those, and they never said, hey, you can't do the other shows, but... Mm-hmm. On your own, you figure certain things out. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's implied. I got a good thing going on here. Leno would probably be a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, one of the mobsters going in. Boy, you sure wouldn't want anything to go wrong with your store here. You would you? <laughs> uh, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, Brian, listen, it's been re- really fun all these years watching you and watching you continue now with two Netflix. I guess maybe that's another thing, too. Having, uh, say, two Netflix specials is like a goal for comedians. Like, man, Regan's got that. That's a cool goal to have. You probably got one of those by getting this type of deal, you know? Yeah, I, 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 that's I don't a big know get. How, how it all worked out. But it, it's all, you know, happening in an okay way. And uh, I appreciate you guys supporting me, man. I do remember being on with you guys. Yeah. Oh, we love having you on. You, If I remember correctly, we did a whole Brian Regan radio weekend around you coming in here. Yeah, you recorded like some stuff. So it was like you were being a DJ all weekend. It was pretty cool. Wow. That's cool, man. Right I on. appreciate it very much, guys. Remember, oh, no it's, uh, so on the show at the 11th, the Carnegie Hall, it's Nicole. Happy birthday, Nicole. Happy birthday, Nicole. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Actually, it might not be me saying it, but a big banner will unfurl behind me. Oh, hey, wow, listen, look at that. A big banner unfurling is pretty cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Hey, appreciate Brian, you're awesome. Time. All right, guys. Thanks very much, man. Take care, Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Brian Regan, everybody. Great guy. What a great guy. He is cool. Yeah, very funny. Of course, as you know. All right. Well, Roger and JP, 1025 The Bone, Real Raw Radio. Roger and JP on 1025 The Bone. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.